after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. What's up, everybody? Uh, we're back at a brand new. Uh, this is a brand new episode uh, of. Uh, well, actually, not just a brand new episode, a brand new uh, show. Uh, Moving the goalposts, episode one. Um, on this new, um, you know, uh, you might know me from some of my old shows, Out of Line and Tricks and Picks, uh, which are now defunct. Um, Liam was, uh, who is now a co-host on this show, was a frequent guest on my old shows um and we moved over to a different network uh, as you can see um so you can follow us on on uh at at etb at mtgp dot i'm sorry at mtgpetb um on instagram facebook twitter uh and tiktok um and you can, you know, follow uh, the brand, follow Empty the Bench at at ETB Network. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick Demart, um, and you can and follow Empty the Bench Network on YouTube, where you'll find all these shows. Um, yeah, YouTube.com slash ETB Network, um, and ETBpodcast.com, where you can find any of your podcasts. Where, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find this podcast. Um, all right, Liam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this show. I think it's going to be uh, really fun, and uh, I've been excited to do this first episode for a while, so yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's taken a, a long time, you know? <laughs> um, all right, so I do want to get into some of the uh, this NFL stuff, going all this all the NFL stuff going on. Um, big, lots of big news. Uh, of course, Monday night, we had that, we saw the Bills lose. The Bills are just – this team is, like, in free fall right now. I mean, they look like – honestly, I think the Bills right now look kind of like the Mets of football. I mean, yeah. they're, they're now – they were supposed to be, like, possibly the best team in the NFL these past two seasons. And this year they're, like, 5-5. Five and five. Um, And I saw them lose in a way that looked like the Jets would lose. It was a missed field goal but called back because of 12 men on the field. Yeah, I mean, they. to be honest, they lost the game. I mean, obviously that was why they lost the game, but they didn't really deserve to win. And they were eight-point favorites going up one point. Denver had a, a mess up on the extra point in the first half, so it should have been tied anyway. And the Bills have just been bad. I mean, I kind of said last year they had an easy schedule. Josh Allen I don't think is as good as people think he is. Well, um, yeah. 
and they've, they, they've shown that this year. I, I think that Josh Allen is good. He just makes a whole lot of mistakes. Well, he, he, yeah, he doesn't uh, – the one thing that about him is he doesn't fear a mistake, certainly. He, I don't he think it's necessarily bad that he doesn't fear mistakes. I didn't um, say it's I bad. I'm just saying he doesn't. He throws an interception every game. He's a league leader in interceptions the last five years. Yeah, well, it's not that he doesn't fear – it's that he makes the mistakes, not not that he doesn't fear it. Um, well, but he's I mean, not scared yeah, so he, he'll, I mean, he'll throw the ball up into triple coverage. Yeah, uh, so it's my my criticism is not that he's not afraid to make a mistake. It's more that it, he's not always very smart about it. Which I don't know. I don't care. I'm not a Bill. I'm a Jet fan, so I guess that's kind of good for the Jets. Um, uh, of course, I do want to talk a little bit about the Jets losing to the Raiders in what felt like a gut punch. Um, that last, I mean, I don't know. They weren't supposed to win anyway. Um, I ended up picking them on the football. I ended up picking the Jets on the football Friday pick them. For some reason, I had a sneaky, a sneaky suspicion that they were going to end up winning. Because um, it just, I don't know, sound, you know, the Jets should probably be in tank mode right now. I mean, the weird thing is that a lot of Jet fans are still sort of like hopeful about the season. But if you look at this soberly and dispassionately, um, I think they almost have no shot. Like, let's put it this way. If you told me that if the Jets were to make the playoffs this year, I will die, I would not be afraid. No, I, I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. They have they have uh they have three games that they're certainly gonna win. Houston, um Atlanta and um Washington and, and New None England. Well, they play New England as well. So they're they're gonna get, in my mind, at least eight wins. And if they can beat Miami one or two times, they'll get at least nine wins. So I, I, I think that they're still – I think nine and eight can make the playoffs. So I, I think that they're still – they are still alive. And I, I don't see it as, I don't see it as, saying, as pessimistically as you. Let me be clear. I'm not saying they're not still alive. I am saying they're not going to make it is my point. Um, I could still live to 120 years old. I don't think that's going to happen. Like it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, but um, – but- this this is the 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 schedule is much more in their favor than it was at the start of the year, and they have Buffalo and Miami now left in the next two games, which is going to be very important. If they could win those two games, then they're pretty much close to the top of the division. So I, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, well, okay, they're going to Buffalo. Uh, first of all, the next two games I think are automatic losses. There's no way we win those games. Oh my God, there's no way. The Dolphins, okay. first of all, they already beat the Bills this year, and they the, they always at play home, the Bills they tough. beat the Bills at home. You they, they always the play the Bills tough. And secondly, Miami is not that good. Miami's lost to every team of value that they've played. The Jets are not a team of value. That's the yes, problem. They, <laughs> they have the best de- defense in the NFL. They're they do. They do have arguably the best defense in the NFL. And by the way, I'd be the first to tell you. First of all, they, you're right. They do have one of the best defenses in the NFL. It is an elite defense. It's also true they have one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the worst offenses, so the and question, one of the worst offensive lines. The question that I would ask to you is, when does the uh, um, when does the um, blame stop being so much on Zach Wilson and start to go to coaching at some point? Because in the last three games, they've had 31 points and 25 penalties. Yeah, uh, I think coaching has they, a lot to do with it. They Again, they scored. They, they haven't scored a touchdown in two games. They scored a touchdown on, uh, I think it was one of the first or second drives of the game. And 
Zach Wilson ran a touchdown in that he stepped out of bounds on. And then the very next play, they scored a touchdown and it got called back for a holding. And then they didn't score on the, on the drive. Uh, it didn't score a touchdown, kicked the field goals. Uh, they're really good between the 20 yard lines, but once they get into the red zone, it's, uh, it's like they're allergic to scoring touchdowns and it's, but the coaching is terrible. I mean, they, I don't know how long he was going to wait for the timeout. You know, the, the to be time- fair, and you mentioned this to me, we don't know when he called it. We don't know when he called it, but yeah, I mean, we, that's true. We don't know when he called it, but it, the, the, the whole, the game is miscoached and they obviously don't do anything to, uh, to deter committing penalties because they commit a million of them. Yeah, you're right. I think coaching is horrible. Um, Zach, I, look, there's a lot of blame to go around. Like blame is not, uh, blame is not really a finite resource. Okay. A lot of people can be blamed. Um, what I'll say is you're right. Both those things very well could be true. Um, I don't think, first of all, I'll be the first to tell you in a lot of these games that I've watched, they didn't necessarily lose because of Zach Wilson. No. Um, Although Zach Wilson does lack the ability to win a lot of games. I mean, like usually when they lose, Zach Wilson doesn't play well, but it's usually more than just about Zach Wilson. Um, Like the game against the Chargers, I mean, it, it didn't help that we only scored that they only scored six points but a lot of that was special teams um so there's a whole lot of things that go around um what i'll also say is i don't add something to that i think the gm i think joe douglas deserves a lot of blame i mean it, we I, I mean aaron Rodgers is 40 years old okay he's 40 years old 40 year olds getting injured playing softball is not uncommon let alone Correct. professional sport um, it, he should have anticipated the not so, uh, not so unpredictable possibility <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers getting injured at some point, and his next best quarterback and his backup quarterback was Zach Wilson. I mean, well, how do you have nobody? And I not agree. only that, not only that, there were other quarterbacks available that you could have gotten that maybe would have been better than Zach Wilson that were on the market. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Mean, and and not they then to only bring in Trevor Simeon after the injury when it's week one, you know, you could bring somebody else that in that could learn the playbook at some point. But the other thing that I would point out is their offense also is they have some weapons, but not a lot. Garrett Wilson, he's really good, but he's he's not uh he's not um to the point to his uh prime yet. And Oz- Ozama's over the hill and a few guys, but they don't use like when Nicole Hardman was on the team, they never used him. They and they had Richard Cobb in most of those plays. D- Dalvin Cook, they rarely ever use. And when they put him in against the Raiders, he did pretty well. They don't, Brees, they don't use him because he's they never used. Hmm? Brees Hall did, barely got used against um against uh Vegas. Yeah. So they, they also the, the way that they do the personnel is terrible. I mean, so the the, the, the team has a lot of problems past Zach Wilson. But now they're going I to. Do. I think. I think that the question was answered where they said there was a question in the off season of now that you have Rodgers, even though he's only going to be here for two years, are you going to stick with Zach Wilson? I don't see any way that they stick with Zach Wilson. I think they're no. going to have to. Find him. Um. Yeah, you're right. Um. Although I do think Zach Wilson's improved uh, compared to last year. Not that that's saying much. Uh. You're right. They're they're going to have to. I mean, even if I mean, first of all, Rodgers is not coming back this year. That is. Re- like a, just a ridiculous uh, fantasy. I agree, and I don't think no that. Way. 
I, I don't think that, that I think it would be also, I agree that he, uh, I think that he wants to come back, but it also it would be really, uh, really dumb to, uh, I, I think that the, uh, the Jets still have a chance of the playoffs, but considering how the team is, I, I, they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. So if you're not going to win the Super Bowl, why risk, if, if Rodgers got re-injured, he would never play football again. So yeah. why risk bringing him in too early? Um, okay, and, so uh, g- given the rest of the league, I don't think the Jets have much of a chance. Um, as, like, look, a lot of Jet fans are <clears throat> being optimistic um, I, I about this season. Uh, I, I am not. <clears throat> excuse me. I am not at all optimistic about this season. Uh, l- let's just look at it this way, okay? Um, the Jets have either the Bills or the Dolphins ahead of them. One of those two teams, I don't think the Jets are beating out either of those teams uh, at the end of the season. I feel like there's no way. Okay. Um, uh, so that's one team. that. So there's only three spots. So uh, there's that. There is – wait, hold on a second. Let me just look at uh, – hold on a second. Let me just look at this. Um, okay, so there's – uh, so, like I said, one of those two teams in the division. There's Pittsburgh. They're, like, basically the entire AFC North, other than maybe the Browns now, because Deshaun Watson is out. So, that, that's three teams. Not to mention, I didn't even mention the Chargers, who are a much better team than the Jets, and also have the tiebreaker against them. So, I feel like there isn't much of a chance for the Jets to actually make the playoffs. Uh Assuming this goes the way that it does. Um, I mean, you have three out of, okay. I would say maybe not, like I said, maybe not the Browns now because of the Sean Watson injury, but you at least have the Bengals and you have, uh, you at least have the Bengals and, um, he was a Ravens, who are both better than the Jets. Yeah. Well, but, um, so, that, so then say that, say that that's right and say that the Jets don't make the playoffs, then, uh, would you think that you would fire Salah then? No, I'm not sure if I would, um, because we still have a shot next year. Like, like, I don't know if I would fire Salah if the Jets don't make the playoffs. With, I, I mean, like, who could take? I, I mean, Bill Belichick couldn't take the Jets to the playoffs to with. I right. mean, this offense. There's no way. Yeah, but I just think it's horrible. I mean, you have to think about the the the. The teams in the last five years, the Carolina Panthers have had eight games where they haven't scored a touchdown. The Jet, the Giants, who are a joke of a, a franchise and are the worst franchise in the NFL currently, have had eight games where they haven't scored a touchdown. In that same span, the Jets have had 17. Yeah. I mean, the Jets I mean, have had double the amount of games. The offense is horrible. The, 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 um, the game against the Giants – the Giants had negative nine passing yards, and the Jets realistically should have lost the game. The game against the Chargers, the Chargers had 131 passing yards, and the Jets lost the game by three touchdowns. If anything, they would fire Nathaniel Hackett. What I think the way it works is that if the offense is bad, they're not going to blame Salah. Yeah, but but Salah's done re- realistically has not done anything since he's been at the Jets. No, but the point is he's a defensive-minded head coach. Usually if there's a defensive-minded head coach and the problem is with the offense, they tend to blame the offensive coordinator. Because Nathaniel Hackett runs the offense. Yeah. I, I, well, so, I agree maybe there's going to be some changes, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I think they'll blame Hackett before they blame Salah. Because, 
look, Salah's a defensive-minded head coach. Um, and, and by the way, you need to know both sides of the ball, obviously. But every head coach typically is very specialized in one area or the, or the other. Um, yeah. And the Jets' defense is very good. So I think that's part of the – it would be one thing if the Jets had a terrible defense. Um, right. But their defense is very good, and I don't really think they're really going to – I don't think they're going to fire Salah, uh, partly for that reason, but also because they feel – they would probably feel like if Rodgers comes back and is healthy – they will have – there's, like, a light at the end of the tunnel. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, maybe Salah – if just because Salah couldn't do it with Zach Wilson doesn't mean he can't do it with Rodgers. Um, it's not like they're looking – they're not so much looking to place blame on anybody as much. If right. I mean, the truth is, come to think of it, I don't even know if they'll ever fire Nathaniel Hackett uh, as long as Rodgers is there. Yeah, I don't um, think they'll fire Hackett. Especially after one season. Um, I don't think it's fair to fire Salah. I don't think he's that bad of a head coach, um, although he makes some questionable decisions. Um, but I don't know if that's enough. I don't think after two years. I mean, you have to be Adam Gase level bad for that to happen. Um, right. I mean, even Todd Bowles got four years. And Todd that's Bowles true. so far seemed – I mean, Todd Bowles is far worse than Salah. Um so, I mean, I, like I said, I think this year is just a wash. But if anything, if we're going to blame anybody, it's Joe Douglas or whoever is responsible. I agree with that. Yeah. Nonsense of not trying to get somebody else other than Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, Carson Wentz was available. They could have gotten Carson Wentz. I mean, okay, Carson Wentz might not be a Hall of Famer, but he, it's something. It's something. He can still be a starter. Um Maybe with or or we could have gotten um what's his name Gardner Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. That, done, that's the problem. Like, like, I agree. We could have done something, and we would have had like with a serviceable quarterback. We could have, or halfway decent quarterback. We might have had a shot, and we could have won some of these games. But without a serviceable quarterback, I mean, you can have like you can have the best defense in the world, but. If your offense is completely inept, you're not going to win games. It's just that simple. I mean, it, if I can see that, they should be able to see it. Certainly. Um, and by the way, uh, for everybody saying that the Jets still have a chance, as good as they looked against the Eagles, since then, they've been somewhere between awful and god-awful. Um, they almost lost to the Giants on on against – they almost lost to the Giants, who right now with Tommy DeVito are the worst team in the league by far. Uh, the Giants had negative passing, negative eight pass yards. The Jets should have lost that game. Uh, if not for Graham Gano making a field goal, he makes 90% of the time. The Jets right. should have lost that game. Uh, they got killed by the Chargers, and then they, which, I mean, the Chargers are just a better team. Uh, they got killed by the Chargers at home, and then they just lost to the Raiders. So two of those, one of the, two of those, teams that they lost to were literal backup quarterbacks. What reason do we have to believe that the Jets will actually turn this around? I mean, some of these games that I see are automatic losses. The Dolphins are both losses. We are not winning either of those games. We're going to lose to the Bills. We're not losing. We're not winning any of those three games. Okay. Um, and then the, uh, then all the other games are a bunch of maybes. The Patriots are, are the only team that I'm very confident the Jets will beat other than, the, and maybe the Browns, depending on their quarterback situation. Um, the commanders, the Falcons and the Texans are all sort of, I think we'll win one or two. Uh, I don't think we'll win all three. So that just leaves us at eight, 
that will you give us that maybe eight, eight wins? and nine, nine eight or eight. Nine yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, eight or nine. But the, the problem is the chargers. Like I said, I don't think we're going to, we're at best. We're, we're going to be in like third place. Like it is safe to say we're going to be third place uh, in the division. Um, that doesn't take into account the chargers who, even if they have a bad season, they have a tiebreaker over us and they'll probably finish ahead of us anyway. Um, because the Chargers are still a good team. They just played the, the toughest part of their schedule the first half of the season. Um, not to mention the Steelers and probably the Bengals, who are going to be ahead of the Jets. I feel like there really is just no way. There's almost no way it actually pans out that way. Well, well yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I guess the season's not as over as it is for the Giants, but I, I, I don't have a lot of hope. Well, but the Giants are are uh, the Giants have a, a flaw at every every position coaching as well. Yeah, um, um, they're really bad. I mean, the Giants are the Giants opened as a ten point dog to the Washington Commanders. I mean, that's that shows you how bad they are. Um, and, and Tommy DeVito actually outscored Daniel Jones by seventeen points against the Cowboys yeah. for as bad I mean, as he is. Daniel Jones is just that bad. Yeah, and, um, and the Giants have so many flaws. I mean, and I think that the the that they, I I don't think there's been a regression. Maybe you could um maybe you could uh, I think you could match it up to Ben McAdoo's second year where the Giants made the playoffs and they looked like a good team, and then the next season they were three and thirteen, and McAdoo just lost the locker room. It's probably akin to this, or like Buckshaw Walter this year for the Mets. I mean, Dayball, I think, is in a free fall in terms of the coaching ability. Yeah, it seems like he might be. Um, so we want to talk about this a little bit. Deshaun Watson, um, he had a season-ending uh, season shoulder injury. Um, so this probably puts them, I would say, in last place in that division, most likely. Yeah, I mean, I I know he, you know, he has a shoulder injury. It's possible maybe he could go get a massage to get it fixed. But um, <laughs> other than that... <laughs> um, this is, this is, uh, this was, uh, a, a big news. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's very, uh, Cleveland Browns esque. They want to probably their biggest win, like their craziest win in probably since the f- franchise moved back to Cleveland and, uh, came back to win that game somehow miraculously. And then the next day, Deshaun Watson is out and there it's, it sucks for Cleveland too, because normally if you were six and three, You'd have a little bit of a cushion, but they have no cushion because the rest of the division is that good. So yeah, uh, Cleveland, I think is yeah in trouble. I mean, they they also played Arizona one week and they didn't score like so they they haven't played like the the uh, the toughest schedule so far this season. So I don't know really even how good they are, but uh, this is they're going to have to go to PJ Walker now. Um, or, I mean, they uh, did beat the Niners with PJ Walker, PTR. so you never know. Yeah. I mean, they needed the the Niners to miss two field goals as well, but yeah, and also <laughs> Christian McCaffrey um, and Samuel left the game, but yes. Um, okay, so I, I do. Uh, I, we we got to go through our three uh, NFL picks for the weekend. Um, so you picked. Uh, all right, so one is Jets, the Jets at Bills. Um, you can go first. I think you could probably figure out what I'm going to say about this. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets for the same reasons that I was talking about. I don't think they're that bad. Team. I think the Bills, if you saw like Trayvon Diggs tweeted that Stefan Diggs needs to leave and 
Stefan Diggs had a problem at the start of the year. I think the Bills might be a team that collapses. Um, I, I could see them collapsing. And the Jets play the, the Bills very good all the time. And the Jet defense is really good against Josh Allen. That part is true. Um, the Jets defense is good against Josh Allen. Um, partly, well, I mean, the Jets have an elite defense and Josh Allen falls into a lot of traps and makes a lot of mistakes. Um, also, um, I also think that the Bills lost to the Jets was, a lot of it was special teams and also just bad coaching uh, from the Bills. I think, like, the Bills defense really blew it against the Jets. Um, but I'll be the first to tell you, I think the Bills are going to kill us. I think it's... Like two scores or more, I don't think. I think they're looking. They're out for revenge. Um, keep in mind, it's in Buffalo, much harder. Uh, so it, it's not a home game, and everything kind of went our way against the the Bills the first time. Uh, like I said, there was lots of special teams plays that did it. That um, that won the game for us. We were losing most of the game. They outplayed us most of the game. I don't think the Bills are gonna are real. I think the Bills should cover seven points. I don't think the Jets have much. And not not to mention, the way the Jets have played the past couple of weeks, they've looked terrible, all of them. Mm. They haven't looked good any of these games. So I thought you were going to say the Jets. I thought you were going to say the Jets might not score seven. Well, yeah, that too. They might not score seven. <laughs> <laughs> they might they, they might score. I mean, the Bills, the Bills, I could see the Bills winning this. Well, I I don't think it'll be 10 nothing, but like I guess I, I could yeah. see it being low scoring. Um I don't think the bottom line is I don't think the Jets are going to be able to score enough to cover this spread. And like I said, when everything goes your way and at home on special teams and everything like that, I think the bills aren't good. I don't think it's going to happen every time. It's not going to happen again. So I'll have to go with the bills. Um, All right. Chargers at Packers. I love the Chargers this game. uh, Minus three. Um, I think the Chargers are the best four and five team I've ever seen. Uh, they're they have a very good offense, and the Packers really aren't very good. Um, but the Chargers, I, it's more about the Chargers. I think the Chargers are still a very good team. They're, they most of the teams that they lost to were very very good teams, like arguably top five teams. So I still think the Chargers are good. They should be able to cover this spread. No, I agree. Um, I would take. All right, so I, I'm also going to take the Vikings at Broncos minus two and a half. Um, I like the Vikings. I, to, I like the Vikings plus two and a half. Feels like a little bit of a risk. Um, I don't know. I feel like Denver might be in for a letdown. Um, yeah, I, I'd take the Vikings as well. Um, all right, so Cowboys yeah, and Panthers. Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys are going to kill the Panthers. The Cowboys are one of the better teams in the NFL, and the Panthers are atrocious and um, really made the wrong decision with their quarterback draft, and they're just a mess right now. Hey, the Cowboys are going to kill yeah, them. I think it was David Tepper who wanted – Yeah, uh, he, he, wanted David Young. Tepper wanted um, Bryce Young because he ordered uh, scallops at dinner, and he was impressed with his uh, dinner order apparently. <laughs> and that's Bryce Young over idiot. CJ Stroud. What an idiot. It, okay. Honestly, if this, I could see this being like a James Dolan thing for the Panthers, right? With David Tepper. Yeah, by I, the way, I was I was in Charlotte at the radio station when David Tepper first bought the team. Yeah, so I remember his his press conference and everything. Um, and they've been terrible uh, since then. 
Yeah, they've they've been terrible. Um, all right, so one more. Yeah, Eagles at Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. I, I think the Eagles are a good team, but I don't think they're as as good as they were last year. They haven't really blown anybody out. Um, they lost to the Jets, but you you you've said you don't think are that good. And uh, the Chiefs, I think, are are a really good team. And it's it's really hard to beat the Chiefs at prime time in 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 Kansas City. Um, I, and I, two and a half, you really just need a field goal. I, I would take the Chiefs. All right. Uh, all right, cool. So, uh, so, so college football, um, I do have a confession to make. Uh, remember I texted you and said, should I take Oregon or USC? Yes. And you told me USC. Well, I, I, I faded you. I took Oregon. Um, and I lost. <laughs> um, well, because what happened was the last time I asked you if you, if I should take TCU or Texas Tech and you said uh, TCU and then I lost. <laughs> um yeah, I took Oregon because I thought that like, uh, I don't know. I, I was just I don't. I'm not impressed with USC at all. I don't think USC is any good. But it was those two touchdowns, those two sort of garbage time touchdowns that killed me. Um, right, which is why the number was too big, and you don't like to touch big numbers and like this late in the season, especially. Yeah, I guess it's it wasn't very smart of me to do that. Um, I mean, the new uh, playoff rankings are out. Um, this is a, this is the best, this is the best year for the college. This is the best year for the college football playoffs in terms of just sheer drama. Yes. Um, it's the best it, argument it, it, we've ever had. What's that? It's the best year for arguments we've ever had. Yeah. It's, it's the best year for arguments. Um, it's all, I mean, it's one of the stronger years we've ever seen. Um, possibly the strongest in I don't know, since the playoffs started. Yeah, I, um, I agree. It's, it's There's only really two teams that I can think of that should definitely be in, and then the, the rest of the two are going to be up for a bunch of spots. So, Well, you're, well you're, right. Well, the, the suppose, well, an SEC winner, a Big Ten winner. Um, well, I would say assume, Georgia and Michigan certainly should definitely be in. Assuming, they, assuming Georgia and Michigan win. I, I would say even if they lost their conference and went thirteen and one, like. Or, uh, well, if, well, the thing is, if okay, let's say Michigan and Georgia, Michigan and Georgia both win their respective conferences. Obviously, they're both in. Um, if Florida State goes undefeated and wins their conference, they're also in. Yeah, which they probably will. Uh, and, then, and then Texas, assuming they win the Big Twelve, they're also in. But yeah. it also leads, it begs the question: Well, what about? Oregon, if they win, or Washington, if they go undefeated. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, um, it's going to be interesting, and I, I we're, we're going to see what happens. But uh, the the uh, the big t- the Pac twelve title game obviously will be big as well. So, well, all of it, will, all of it. Will. Now, I don't think that all of these teams are going to remain undefeated. I don't think Alabama is going to beat Georgia, but I don't know. Crazier things have happened. Uh, Texas went on the road to beat Alabama. Nobody really thought that would happen. Um, I, I'll say what I think the committee does is they take the path of least resistance. Yeah. They do the thing that tends to be more popular. Um, and to be fair, I do side with the committee more than most people, mainly because I think that like people often accuse them of SEC bias and okay. I suppose there might be some truth to that, but 
a lot of times the SEC bias is just the SEC being a very strong conference. Like, right. Right. The, like, like I don't know if that's really SEC bias or if it's no. or if it's just like the SEC is that good, which they typically are. Um, people often say they're very biased in favor of Alabama. I don't think that's true. Um, demonstrably, I would say that's not true. They're not biased towards Alabama. If anything, they've used they've tried to dispel that notion by placing them by being overly punitive of Alabama. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't think that they are in any way. I don't think Alabama really does get the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, I just don't see any truth to that. I think that four years ago after they lost, I think they purposely dropped them further down uh, than they probably should have. I, I don't know. I just don't think there's really any truth to that notion. Um the one thing I'll say is I think they're way too obsessed with record. Uh, I think they look at, like, it seems like they put the tiers of teams strictly in terms of record um, and not so much in terms of, like, you know, the full holistic, uh, you know, it, it, how you can holistically view each mm. team. Um, I don't think that, first of all, I think there should be somewhat of an expanded playoff. Um, there is. There's going to be the 12 team. Yeah, I know that. I know. I know that. Um, and I'm still against the 12 team playoff because that is way too much. But six to eight teams, I think, is probably the sweet spot, um, especially this year. Uh, and the main reason, like I used to think four teams was the best. I don't think that anymore. Um, I've rethought my position because a lot of time, and it's not because I. It's mainly because a lot of times teams that are right outside of the top four might be better teams than teams that are inside the top four. Um, I think that in 2015, for instance, Ohio State was definitely good enough to compete in the playoff. Um, I would rather have seen them in than Michigan State, but Michigan State beat them. So you have to put Michigan State in, obviously. Um, But, you know, I think Stanford very easily could have competed in the playoff against those teams. Like I think that it is very often the case that teams right outside the top four might be better than teams within the top four. Um, which is why I, I think that a slightly expanded playoff might be a good idea. Um, but I, I think that what you have to look at with these rankings is that what it essentially is, is them setting up what's going to happen like it in scenario X yeah. So like, the, the the reason Washington is right outside the top four is because either Michigan or Ohio State is one of those teams. Gonna lose. Right. Their own yeah, and Ohio. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think obviously the Michigan. I wanted to talk about a, a a team that's not going to make the college football playoff, by the way, and um, that's Penn State. Um, it's it's Michigan obviously beat Penn State. Uh, this year, it's 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 crazy to me that uh, Penn State essentially plays the same exact season every single season. Yeah, they do. They'll, they do. Kill, they'll kill every opponent, even when they played Auburn. When Auburn was pretty good and had Bo Nix, they they were demonstrably better than Auburn. But they can't get over the hump of beating Michigan or Ohio State. Now they've split with Michigan recently, um, but not when Michigan was really good. Um, James Franklin's three and seventeen against top 10 teams. So I don't know uh, if they're going to make a change at uh, Penn state. Obviously they already fired the offensive coordinator, but 
it's uh it's crazy that they have the same season. And also last season they did win the Rose Bowl, but to me it kind of doesn't count as much because they were only in the Rose Bowl because Michigan and Ohio State were in the college football playoff. Yeah, they were the third best team in the conference. Um, right. I think there might be some true. I don't know. I don't know if they would fire James Franklin. Um, the, the, the thing is, James Franklin is a good coach. He's a good recruiter, but he's not a very good in-game coach. He makes a lot of really bad mistakes. Um, I don't know. I mean, part of it is that Ohio State and Michigan are sort of insurmountable obstacles. Um, but if you can't get over it, I guess he could be on the chopping block. Yeah, and and they can't get over it. I mean, he does make them like you have to remember he he uh, chose Sean Clifford over Will Levis that basically made Will Levis transfer. Yeah, and they had problems at quarterback last year. I mean, I, I don't know how they really improve. And the the also the issue the big issue for Penn State is that one it's it's the the only conference in college football where one division is just light years better than the other division. So Penn state pretty much have a huge uphill battle to even get to the big 10 championship. Um, where if they were in the, the other division, they would, they would easily get to the big 10 championship every single year. Um, I could be, I'm pretty sure big 10 is getting rid of, yeah, big, the big 10 is ending divisions. Yeah. But only once they expand, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm talking about like in recent years, they would have gotten to the big 10 championship every year. If if, yeah, uh, if they were in the if they were in the West. they were in the other division, this is the problem with divisions. I think teams. I mean th- that that is so often true. It's not so much like that. It used to be like that in the SEC, where the SEC East was horrible and the SEC West was like a powerhouse. Um, right. it, that's why it's a good idea to not have divisions. Um, I mean, with the yeah, whole conference realignment thing, we don't know how all that stuff is going to work <laughs> out. Um, the, the problem I have with Alabama being ranked so low is because it – the problem is they lost a game that they scheduled. Um, Correct. They lost a non-conference game. This is just telling – this is basically sending the signal to every AD in the country, okay, call up and cancel every single tough game that you – yes, it does. No. Yes, it does. It is sending <laughs> – okay, the way this thing works is that it is sending the signal. It is telling every single AD – in the country to call up and cancel every single one of your tough non-conference games. That's what it's doing. No. What do you think? What do you think that, first of all, Alabama, but you could have said that if they had gotten in last year, which they could have gotten in, they would have gotten in on the strength of that. They went to Texas and beat Texas. And what's better for a program to, to play, to play Eastern Michigan on SEC network or on big 10 network or to play Texas on the first game was on nude on Fox and the second game was prime time on ABC. So what, what's better for a program exposure and money wise is to play the big games. And now um, it won't matter if there was a 12 with the 12 team playoff, it won't matter as much so that you'll want to get those big games. Well, it, well, okay. The size of the playoff has nothing to do with my point. It depends on yes, it does because you're saying no, what they're no, it doesn't, because it depends on the procedure, not so much the number of teams. Because if that's the case, maybe it wouldn't to Alabama, who is more likely to be in, but the same thing would happen. It would just be further down the line. You understand what I'm saying? It's like the difference between 12 and 13, if all they care about is record, then if the difference between 12 and 13 is just record, it's the same thing. It's just with different teams. Um, 
I, I disagree. I think they, uh, the teams want to play these big games. But except they're not they're not incentivized to. A lot of times these teams are – I mean, I don't know what's better for a program per se exactly. I don't know. I'm not in that position. But what I can tell you is what is better for their playoff – for their playoff chances. Um, Alabama's playoff chances are significantly lower because they played Texas and lost. Right, so you're saying exactly what I'm saying, that now with the expanded playoff, it won't matter as much. But that's not true. It might not matter to Alabama – but it would matter to other teams if this procedure stays the same, all else being equal. Um, I mean, now it is possible that the procedure will be different with 12 teams. I have no reason to believe that. Um, but that's – my issue has nothing – what I'm saying has nothing to do with the size of the playoff. It has to do with the number of – it has to do with how they decide the playoff. Now, like I said, they might – it might be different with – they might do it differently – as long as there's 12 teams, but I, I see no reason to believe that. I mean, this same conflict would happen. It would just be further down the line. So it, it, it's the same thing. Um, now that's my issue primarily with the whole, with Alabama, not because, you know, if Alabama had played, you know, Mercer instead of Texas, they'd be a top four team. That is undeniable. That is undeniable. And they'd control their own destiny, which right now they don't. Yeah, well, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, if Alabama wins out, they But yeah. Well, okay, fine. They do control their own destiny, but they'd be in a better position. Um, now, like I said, I do support an expanded playoff, just not 12 teams. Not I mean, you, can also see it, you can also see it from the, uh, from the side of the victor, too, which is that – Texas is only in the conversation because they beat Alabama. I mean, Texas has a the, the loss that Texas has to Oklahoma looks much worse now than it did initially. I mean, sure. I, I think there is somewhat. Yes, I think because they went on the road and beat Alabama, that certainly helped them a lot. Yes, it was a, it's a gamble play, but you you it's it's a it's a high risk, high reward situation, certainly. Yeah, but I think that it should always be rewarded, if anything. Uh, if like, I don't think a team should be penalized for losing a non-conference game, especially early in the season. It doesn't always. I'm not saying I'm not saying Alabama should be ranked ahead of Texas or anything, but I mean, well, but Ohio State got to the playoff that year that they lost to Oregon in the first in the second game of the season. So it's earlier in the season too is 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 better. There's a lot of recency bias yes. as well. Well, I think the recency bias also makes sense because you're also sort of judging how good the teams are in the moment. Right. I mean, I, I don't think that a loss in early September should be the same as one in November. I, I generally feel that way. Um, you, you don't. You think it should be the same? Yeah, the record is the record. But like, the, but there's a lot more nuances to the record. That's how they do it. That's how they do it in uh, the NCAA tournament. If you have a, if you have a win. If you have a bad loss in in uh, in November or a bad loss in February, it doesn't matter. It's a bad loss. It's a bad loss. Well, it, it does, well, it's a little bit. It's a lot different with the NCAA tournament because there's 68 teams. Yeah, but if you, they're judging teams that are going to get in or not, they're judging the wins based on resume, same as they're doing this. Yeah, but I I, I mean I don't think that's the the right way to do it. Um, I think college football does it better than college basketball. I think if anything, college basketball should try to emulate college football. Well, college football has a lot less losses to deal with, too. But, yeah, most teams haven't lost in the college well, football. I mean, college football is, just objectively speaking, a more popular sport than college basketball. 
I, I mean, don't you think it would make more sense for college basketball to want to emulate college football than the other way around? How? I don't know what because, you're talking about. No, what I'm saying is, like, you're saying they do it like this in college basketball. When they're grading the resume to put the team into the No, but what I'm saying is that, like, why should college football do it the way college basketball does it? They should grade wins as as a win. A win but is a win. I, it doesn't but matter. Like not, but but it's not in college football. There's so many more nuances to it. Um, rather than just a win is a win and a loss is a loss. I mean, it depends on who you lose to, how you lose to them. I mean, all of these things matter. Um, if you lost, if if um, you know, you lose to Ohio State on the road by, on a last second field goal, that's a lot different than losing to Western Kentucky. Um, yeah. All right. So I uh, so we have. Our picks, hold on, Washington and Oregon State, we both have this. You can go first. Yeah, I'm taking Oregon State. Uh, Washington, this is a, I, this is an odd line to me because most people would assume that Washington would be the favorite in this game. Um, so this is a rat line. Uh, something's going on. So most people are going to take Washington in this game. So I'll take Oregon State. And also the – Pac-12 lives to cannibalize itself and keep its teams out of the playoff. So that's why I'm taking Oregon State. Yes, I am with you 100%. I'm going to take Oregon State. This feels like a trap game. Um, I don't think Washington is that good. They are the worst undefeated team this year by far. Um, I think they're even weaker than Florida State. And and they've they've had a a gauntlet schedule that this is – so at some point they're going to – they've had Utah. They've had – Oregon, they've, they've, they've had a gauntlet schedule, so I don't think it's possible to go undefeated in a gauntlet schedule. But also, Oregon State is kind of like the Purdue of the Pac-12. They always spoil. They do, and they, they actually they have a pretty good team this year. What's that? Yeah. They have a pretty good team this year as well. They do. You know, Oregon State, they play tough te- They play up to their competition a lot. Yeah, Oregon State, if Oregon State has a good ending to the season, they could be in a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, I, I think or and uh, yeah, I, I definitely like Oregon State a lot this game. So we're in agreement on that. Yes. Um, okay, Kansas State at Kansas plus seven and a half. I like Kansas plus seven and a half. Getting points at home, get, they're getting a full touchdown at home. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, and I, I could see this being a high scoring game. Uh, Kansas is still pretty good. Um, so yeah, that Kansas should. I mean, this line might change by the time this comes out. But right now, seven and a half. I'm taking seven and a half. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you took Rutgers at Penn State. Yeah, I'm taking Rutgers. Uh, I think Rutgers are a pretty good team. I, I think they had a bad game against Iowa. Iowa has a good defense. Penn State does have a good defense, but I like Rutgers in this game. I think Penn State might be uh, on a come down. They're, they might feel like their season is kind of over now, and uh, they'll win the next two games because they're playing Rutgers and uh, Michigan State. But I, don't, I, I think they did more than Rutgers. Yeah, and Rutgers has a good team. They have seven wins this year, so I, I can see Rutgers covering the number. Six wins. Yeah, six wins. Excuse me. Um, I, I disagree. I'm going to take Penn State. I think they're going to kill them. Um, Penn State typically blows out these games. Um, okay, so you, uh, I also have – hold on a second. Oh, I Illinois at Iowa. I like Iowa minus three. Um, Iowa is, they're a bizarrely good team in a weird way. Um, I think Iowa is going to, you know what I think is going to happen? I think this is going to be a bizarre score. I think Iowa is going to win like five, nothing. I agree. I was <laughs> going to say, I think, 
Iowa wins 10 but to 6. To three. Yeah. Eight three I agree. Or something like that. Yeah. It'll be like two field goals and a safety. Yes, I agree. I would take Iowa. <laughs> like it, it is. Look, I would not subject myself to watching this shit show of a game um, if I weren't betting on it. But if I have money on it, I'll I'll watch it. That's the only way. I agree. Um, Utah at Arizona. Yeah, this I, I don't understand. Arizona should not be a one point favorite here. That Arizona beat Colorado, who sucks. They they don't really have a great win. Utah is a good team. They lost to Washington, but they they are still a good team. Uh, I, I'm taking Utah here. I, I think Arizona is still a little bit overrated. Yeah, I think I'll, I would probably go with Utah too. Um, okay, so I do want to talk a little bit about this uh, Draymond Green fight. So that happened with Rudy Gobert. Um, mm-hmm. he, Draymond Green thinks he's Dennis Rodman or something. Um, he's a little. He, I think Draymond Green is crazy. I don't know what the hell this was even about. Um, but Rudy Gobert said something that was very – hold on a second. Let me pull this up. Um, and Draymond's also been suspended five games now for this. So Good. He, he needs to stop this nonsense. Uh, hold on a second. Well, he, so what happened was there was a, a little – it was at the very start of the game. It was 0-0. Zero zero. There was a, a fight. Uh, Gobert was pulling on Clay Thompson's jersey, and then it turned into a fight. And I think that Draymond Green thought that uh, Gobert was like chokeholding uh, – uh, Clay Thompson, which he wasn't, but so then Draymond obviously puts him in the chokehold. But Draymond, obviously, in my mind, hates Rudy Gobert because he did not like let the chokehold go for the longest time. Like he was dragging yeah, it, him. Yeah, I mean, like, it, but the funny thing is that um, uh, he, it, it, he said, uh, "Hold on a second. He said. If he knew how to choke, it said it was a long time. And if he knew how to choke, it could have been way worse. <laughs> it actually could have been. I, I was actually like thinking like not not to put into the uh, Adam Schefter assault category when he tweeted assault after the uh, uh, after the um, incident in the Browns game, or like uh, yeah. when Judd Apatow said that uh, Will Smith could have killed Chris Rock on the stage. <laughs> but Draymond Green actually legit could have killed. Uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. Like, if Rudy Gobert was a littler guy, that chokehold, like, legitimately would have probably put him out. Well, the point is, I think he doesn't know how to choke. Probably not. I mean, Draymond is... I, I, I like Draymond Green a lot. He's 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 a, he's a relic of the past. He's certainly a 90s-style player. Like you said, uh, um... Like you said, sort of Dennis Rodman-like. But they, they used to really fight in the 90s, and, and Draymond is sort of of that esque but I mean, the, the thing is, they don't allow it in basketball. They don't, and the, the antics that Draymond has also kind of have diminished with 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 his play. Like they they get more noticeable when he's not playing as well. Like he basically only got his contract because um, he was such a good player and so intricate to their championships, but not based on his play of well, recent he, years. You have to remember, he's been a dirty player for a long time. He purposely kicked Stephen Adams in the nuts. Yes, um, and he, he didn't even get credit for that. It, right. And LeBron too. Which, by the way, kicking guys in the nuts is the biggest bitch move, even in a fight, let alone a basketball game. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was he did it twice, literally twice, and didn't even get suspended the first time. And by the way, him getting suspended during the finals very well could have been the reason they he they lost. That's the reason they lost. Yeah, um, I mean, and. It, 
yeah, he 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 has had the antics a lot. But like I said, when he was kicking Stephen Adams or whatever, he was also putting up a lot of points, and he's a great defensive player, but he doesn't put up as many points. And uh, last season, I think, obviously was derailed for the Warriors when he uh, punched uh, Jordan Poole in the face. So um, yeah. that 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 also is, even though it was an off-court incident, obviously leads is in his... Uh, well, it was during practice. Yeah, but even though it was an off-court incident, it adds to his... Uh, on well, his yeah, because you don't punch your teammates in the face. By the way, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face. Right, um, and they went on to uh, win the championship. We like to forget about that. And you know what? When Michael Jordan does it, he's competitive. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's this weird world where in the sports world, we, we like spin everything Michael Jordan does into a positive thing because right. competitors just punch their teammates, their own teammates. Right. <laughs> kind of funny how that works. Um, I mean, he has to be suspended. Um, like, you, I mean, I like fighting in sports. I do. I personally I agree. Do. But you can't allow it. I mean, this is nuts. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, you can get suspended. But yeah, it's. it's I, I like this. Phys- the more physical. There was a fight in the Spurs Thunder game, and there was a fight in the um, Grizzlies uh, Laker game. I like more physical, and a lot of people have been saying over the years that uh, the NBA players don't care as much anymore, and it's so it's good to see them actually get in. You know, be emotional and and get into these uh, incidences. Yeah, I think people often say, I mean, people say the NBA is soft. It's not a, It's not in the physical era anymore. First of all, just because the the game is not as physical doesn't mean the level of play has gone down. No. If anything, the level of play has gone up since the right. night. Right, um, so It's just ridiculous to say the level of play has gone down. The players are definitely better. Um, but some people like, you know, people who were around in the 70s and 80s and 90s, they have a lot of nostalgia, nostalgia for the past and – they want the game to be like they remember it when they were younger. Well, um, but the, the the people like forget certain things. Like, for instance, one of the biggest arguments about today's NBA is that you can't hand check somebody. But they fail to uh, they, they fail to mention that you could only hand check in a very small area of the court. Like you couldn't hand check somebody at the three point line. So like that that's that gets messed away. And also like God, yes, it was. It was um it was more physical, but but like look at the size of Larry Bird and look at the size of like Giannis and guys like that now. So like yeah, imagine Larry Bird in the NBA now, right? Um, yeah, so you know all that all that stuff uh, is, is all that stuff is very true. Um, okay, so I do want to talk a little bit about this brawl that almost happened on the Senate floor. Um. I think I would have liked to see this. Um, so Absolutely. there was a member of the Teamsters Union and a senator. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, and he basically challenged – the senator challenged the guy to a fight. Yes. Um, I think they should allow this. Um, I think democracy is overrated. I think we should just – I think we should just have politicians wrestle each other and, and, and for office. And whoever wins the wrestling match gets like the belt – and every so – like in professional wrestling. I, I agree. The, the, the one thing I would say about this is if you watch the video – so the senator's name was Mullen from Oklahoma. Uh, he's a Republican senator from Oklahoma. But he was basically reading a – I don't know what it was that he was reading, but it was the words of the um, the Teamsters uh, guy, the, the leader of the Teamsters, who was saying about Mullen that uh, Mullen like lies about being self-made, whatever. But the point is – at the um, end of the sentence, 
he says that he would he would say it to him anytime, any place, whatever. And then Mullen says, stand your ass up. And then the Teamster guy says, you stand your ass up. Mullen stands up, but the Teamsters guy doesn't. If you're going out telling people, I'm going to find this guy anytime, any place, you got to stand up in that moment. You got yeah, to really stand up any moment. Um, you got to stand up. And, 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 and Bernie Sanders was like, sit down, sit down. I agree. It, it, it absolutely should happen more. The way that, especially now, like I think with social media, like people think, they can get away with really saying anything in real life and not having any consequence to it. So the way that people talk now and like not ending up in a fight is insane. So <laughs> I would love to see this more. Yeah, that would have that would have been pretty funny though. I mean, like it would have. You just have to have like a nonpartisan ref. Yeah, it, it would. It would. It would be electric. And the, like the way the way even senators like talk about each other right now like even on the floor like in the house like it's like if, if this was said in a bar this would this would turn into a fight so, <laughs> yeah. like, you would love to see it i mean like imagine like it, it would like it would be electric to see like like a, a a big argument and and ted cruz and bernie sanders just duke it out like on, on the <laughs> uh, on the floor well it would it would certainly uh incentivize politicians to be like more physically fit and able to fight Yes, I, I would like – I think the one that I would like to see was would be uh, Nancy Pelosi and George Santos go at it at the, at the end of the day. Uh, I think George Santos should be a professional wrestler. I, that would be pretty funny. He, he, I mean he, he's, he's probably he's probably won, uh, won about three WWE belts if you ask him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. This was, this was an, an electric moment. I thought Bernie Sanders should have let them go. If you watch the video yeah. – not only does the guy stand up, but he starts to take his wedding ring off. So <laughs> like, no, he was actually going to do it. That's he was thing. actually going to do it. But the crazy thing is, if you watch like the wide of the video, for him to get to the guy, he would have like had to walk out of this whole like area. Like it would have <laughs> been very like anticlimactic, but it, it would have been an absolutely electric moment. And we we certainly need more of it um, because it, it, politics is a very boring game, and this this stuff would would absolutely escalate it. It's like baseball. Yeah, that would be pretty incredible. And by the way, we'd be able to like bet on it. Yes, it, 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 it would. It would be an absolutely electric. Bet. I would watch that before I watch like the UFC or the or MMA. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I would bet. I mean, I, I just don't. I don't know what the betting odds would look like, but yeah, it, 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 I think they need to introduce more sniping, more less less. We've certainly seen, especially with Trump and and stuff like that. Less like civility in, yeah. in the famous, <laughs> like, all the way without the civility. Just, absolutely, and I agree. This was this was <laughs> a very funny moment, and I, I thought it would have been electric. And the guy was like, you know, out there shit talking the senator. So it, it's it was. I thought it was an appropriate uh, response. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's it for this show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, you can find us at uh, at MTG. At MTGPETB, I have to get used to saying that. It's a tongue twister. Uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and um, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, and you can follow us at Empty the Bench uh, at, at uh, slash ETB Network. Um, and find us on ETBpodcast.com, wherever you find your podcasts. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week.